1: from doing some things that are not of earnest report.
0: God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis albin proclaiming God's mind to you today.
1: Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence physically. We thank you for the opportunity to share fellowship with the brethren. Thank you for your anointed word. We know it's going to bless us Like never before, in Jesus' name, say a big amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. As unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands. Husbands. Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise the Lord. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. Let's read verse 29 together. One go, for no man... Ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord the Church. He said, "For we are members of His body, of His flesh and of His bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they two shall be one. This is a great mystery." But I speak concerning Christ and the church. 33. We're going to read it together. 33. One go. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Wow. We're going to consider the sacrifice of love. Part three. Please take your seat. This scripture we have read is one of the key instructions the Holy Spirit gave to the church through the Apostle Paul on the relationship between Christ and his church. And that was also used uh, metaphorically to teach how husbands should live with their wives and how wives should live with their husbands. So he's used to teach marriage. This is one of the clearest parts in the New Testament where marriage is taught. And it's important that we begin to see the place of Paul's instruction when he started instructing them. He says that if you are asleep, wake up, verse 14, and uh, rise from the dead. And Christ shall give you light. Instructions. Say instructions. Then 15 he says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. He's still instructing. Be intentional in your work. Because if you are unintentional, you will behave like a fool. And it takes intentionality to be wise. Then in 16, he, he said, redeem the time because the days are evil. It's still instructing. Isn't it? Yeah. In the same line, he said, 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, understand the will of God. Be wise. Wise people understand the will of God. 18, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Simply saying that people who are filled with the Spirit, should not drink wine that gives people booze you know this kind of scripture we have tried to go around it uh, because of weaknesses and people are still drinking on top of the holy spirit it's a shame it's a shame everything here we can't there are all these verses i'm reading to you we don't take one part and leave the other part but when it comes to this particular one, people still find a way <laughs> to be filled with the spirit and filled with Ogoglu as well. And some even have a strong theological backing for drinking wine. I remember one, one person in my one class I used to attend in the university. And uh, <laughs> I was taking um, a Saturday after morning flavor, I was taking a, a sip of um, um, a soda and he said pastor if you continue drinking the soda in 30 ants will flood your heart because the sprite has sugar that I should drink something that has spirit to kick my heart that I'm, I'm, I'm inviting ants to eat my heart as i drink the, the soda that's how far people have philosophized you know as if <laughs> as if he can bring the power in you right so paul says we shouldn't be drunk we shouldn't be drunk the spirit is talking is then speaking to yourselves in her in psalms hymns spiritual songs singing making melody these are our instructions then 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. Then he comes to submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So here, for me, is the key point of every marriage or relationship that will legitimately stand. Because, you see, God's wisdom is superior to Man's wisdom. And he leads Apostle Paul to bring the issue of submission to the fore before he begins to introduce what the perspective of a woman should be and what the perspective of a man should be. But the topic of that book of marriage under the new covenant that Jesus has brought to us. The title of that book is called Submitting Yourselves One to Another in the Fear of God. That is the topic, the title of that book. Everything is there and everyone is there. The moment we miss this particular title, no relationship will work, no marriage will work. It's a well balanced title. God is there. Man is there, and what we must do is there. In fact, what we must do between man and woman is there. And what we must do between man, woman, and God is also there. This is beautiful. When it comes to man and woman, he says submitting one to another. It comes to human beings and God. It says, in the fear of God. Fear of God should lead the submission. I am teaching this morning on this particular topic because every one of you here must position yourself to be instructed and transformed by the word of God. Sometimes um, I've attended traditional marriages, customary marriage, and after the customary marriage, they ask that, oh, some two people from the lady's side should come and give advice. And some two people from the man's side should come and give advice based on their what experiences. What I'm telling you, it's not based on experience. It's based on truth of the word of God. And the truth of the word of God is superior to anyone's experience, encounter, or idolation. So it is important that we place God's truth first ahead of any advice you are receiving or you have already received. And I can tell you for a fact that many relationships and marriages are not going to work and will not work and are not working right now because of advice, if you like, call it counsel, if you like, call it the structures we have come from. So we have been raised in a certain way. We have a certain mindset of who a husband should be, what a husband should be, who a wife should be, what a wife should be. This morning, whatever you are being raised with, throw it into the dustbin. If you were a man, put it in the dustbin. If you were a woman, put it in the dustbin. We are all coming to the center. Where are we coming? They're all coming to the center. If you have married for 30 years, 40 years, put it in the dustbin. Hey, you have not married, and you already have your philosophies and principles for marriage and relationship put it in the dustbin. Whatever you have, as far as the scripture is concerned, is garbage. So this morning, in the it's baller matter. In the dustbin, tell somebody, put it in the dustbin. Everybody say trash can. <laughs> Click and delete, and put it in the trash. Go into the trash, and delete it from the trash. Yes, <laughs> delete everything. Delete every. Delete it from your operation drive. D- delete everything. Whatever is there, control it. Out. out. And delete. Control, alt, and delete. Why is that important? Why must you drop everything you know in your mind? Why should you, for many years acquiring a certain position in relationship and mind, why should you drop it this morning? You should drop it so that you become the man and the woman God wants you to become. You know, Paul talking about this matter, he says that, that you will know the will of God. Praise the Lord. That uh, I have a perspective for how marriage should be. It informs my expectations, isn't it? And it also informs my actions and attitude in the marriage. You two, you have some things. Some people actually think that I am marrying so that somebody will cook for me, wash for me. It's not bad, it's a perspective. But it should be in the dustbin this morning. Someone to a lady two things and marry. In fact, some families, they will not allow the lady to marry until that man can take care of the family. Like the lady's family. So it's like the marriage is more business transaction. And for livelihood sustenance than any other thing. That one too must be in the balla. So do you see why we should have a dustbin this morning? And everybody should be having one by your heart. Like the way we have fridge guard. You should have a heart dustbin. So delete all that is inside into that dustbin and trash it. Control-Alt-Delete. What should be your primary philosophy when it comes to relationship, marriage, foremost, foremost, put the scripture there. Submitting yourselves. It is a, these are instructions and this instruction is the headline to what Paul is going to tell them about marriage. This is the headline everything must fall into this. From here he starts at, at, I mean at speaking wives, husbands, but everything must fall into this. This is a grand theory. So I love the 21 power. Submitting yourselves one to another. Do you see a wife there? Is there a husband there? Do you see a man there? Do you see a woman there? Have they spelled M-A-N there? Is there W-O-M-A-N there? Wife is there? Woman is there? So who is there? Eh? Yourself is there. Who is yourself? (laughs) It's a nice scripture, pa. Wow. When you are going to marry, for those of you who are married, your mother said this, your father said this. And in a relationship, your best friends are saying this. And your world is saying this. Whether you are married or you are not married or this one. Once you are in any form of relationship that should lead to marriage or be marriage, this must apply. When this is out, whatever you are in, is nowhere in the neighborhood of relationship, or marriage. And I think all of us to come should come. I, I'm not moving until we agree on some things. Oh Jesus, thy will be done on earth. First word there, or first part of this thing that we need to consider is what drives a successful Christian home. What drives a successful Christian relationship, whether you are married or you are not married. So I will use relationship for those who are not married and marriage for those who are married. Is that okay? Definition of terms. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. For a Christian, anything relationship or marriage must be standardized in the fear of God. it must be what? The standard should be what? Oh, talk to me. The standard should be what? FDA stamp. eh, It should be fear of God. Vetted and approved by the fear of God. When a relationship that has not led to marriage yet lacks the fear of God, you must come out. a marriage that is not being practiced to conform to the fear of God is going to struggle, especially if it's a Christian marriage. So for us Christians, everything we are doing must have the fear of God at the center of it. If you take the fear of God out of the center of your relationship, of your marriage, you are going to be in trouble. Once you take the fear of God out, you are introducing every other ungodly element into the relationship or the marriage. Why is the fear of God important? What is the definition of the fear of God? The Bible said, The fear of God is to depart from all evil. That's number one definition. That's why the fear of God is important in a marriage. So that in a marriage, something will govern you not to practice evil and wickedness. In your relationship with yourselves. Are you here? So because I have the fear of God, I don't. Imagine wickedness or practice wickedness when even things I'm not happy. But without the fear of God, we all become like very destructive. You know, so we become crabs in a basket that will not allow one to climb and we'll be biting ourselves and biting becomes a normal operation in the relationship or in the marriage. Are we here? Proverbs 8.13. Put it there. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And now he now enumerates some things there. Pride. Who wants to marry a proud person? Oh, have you seen why the fear of God is, is joining that scripture? And arrogancy. And the evil way. Wow. Evil way. You are there There's an evil way coming. I'm bringing another wife. Or the wife to say, um, one husband is not satisfying me. I need another one. As a backup. Watch my mouth. Watch my lips. A time is going to come where women are going to marry two. It's an evil way, but it's going to come. Like at the same time, like the way men have first wife and second wife, women are going to have first husband and second husband at the same time. It will be nice, but... Some people have pushed the theory that men can marry two. I don't know what gives men any position in this life as human beings to marry two. I want to find out if men are more human beings than women. If men can marry two, why should women not be able to marry two? If men must be allowed to marry two, women should be allowed to marry two. We are all human beings. Sometimes they say that the man has money and he can take care of two wives. How about if the woman has money? And more love, and he can take care of two husbands. Do you see why the fear of God is important? Fear of God is important. Hello? The fear of God is important. In the New Testament, one man must have one wife. And he said, submit to your own husband. The Bible is very clear. So when he's saying, evil way, put that scripture there. Proverbs 8, 13. And the forward mouth do I hate. So one of the things that will not allow you to walk in the fear of God is how you manage your mouth. And you know that relationships don't work because of this mouth. Everything in your mind is processing. The mouth is the master. Marriages go down because of this mouth. Forward one. So, the fear of God is important so that we not practice evil. That's number one. Number two, the fear of God, the Bible also says, is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of what? So the reason why this fear of God in marriage is important is because it helps a man and a woman to marry or be in a relationship governed by wisdom. And without this fear of God, foolishness will rule that relationship. Foolishness will rule that home, that marriage. Praise Mm -hmm. the Lord. So, the fear of God is important. Again, if you look into the Bible, you'll find out that God gives favor to those who fear him. There are a lot of benefits. In fact, the center point of all the blessings that we enjoy as Christians is because of our fear for God. Praise the Lord. So, A relationship will not see blessing. A marriage will not see blessing if the fear of God is not on ground. And please listen to this very carefully. If God deems, for us Christians, God deems, God deems it fit or deems you unfit by the measure of the fear of God, unfit. When you are deemed unfit, by the measure of the fear of God, some things will not come into your marriage. If you are planning to become a fetish priest as a Christian, God will find a way. It might be the reason why some things will not come into your life. I mean, God will not give you children so that you will tutor them to hell. Once he sees that you don't have fear of God, that's why you have to put your fear of God in the right place, straight away. Straight away, because your fear of God goes straight into how you are relating with God. And any man whose vertical relationship is faulty, his horizontal relationship will be disastrous. So if you don't have fear for God, will you have fear for, man? If you don't have honor, respect for God, will you have honor, respect for man? I'm showing you the fundamental issue that relationships do have. So if God becomes our point of accountability, then we can proceed in the courtship. So I can see some people, they are courting, and I know this one is a disaster waiting because the lady has taught the guy to come and say the right things before the pastor. But the guy really doesn't fear God. And please, for me, as I sit here, because by the grace of God, I have discernment. When you are bringing a guy, I'm not looking at the earring in the ear. Or the dreadlock, or even sometimes the pants that is down. No, no, no. Those, those are not the issues for me. There's a correct scanning. correct eh? can you see that you now by the time you come your the picture is very clear how the engine operates so one one of the counselors who we were having counseling with came and I asked her have you people been having sex she said no the lady said no I told the lady get out And the lady was my member. I said, get out. And I spoke to the guy. I said, have you people been having sex? The guy was sitting down. He didn't talk. And I I gave him first date. First time he slept with a girl. This date. He did this. (laughs) Second date. I said, are you ready to talk? He said, yes, sir. Listen, don't. Stop all these things. (laughs) Then I called the lady, and said, come in. He came in, and said, you're a stupid girl. <laughs> any, any, listen, any church member who will sit before their shepherd and lie on a sensitive matter. They are digging a very deep hole for their own fault. If you are wrong, you need help. Oh. You need what? Simple. Don't lie to cover matter. It would jump. You are sitting before your pastor with a stranger, and you are lying. When you marry, when the matters start arising, you now, you have said that you don't respect anything called authority. I'll see how you bring that guy. When he comes and he's also lying, even the things that are true between the two of you, he's denying it before the pastor because when he goes, he can he can. Uh, my pastor used to say, he says that if you steal with them, they will steal against you. And they will steal from you. I'm not preaching the here. Fear of God should be at the center of it. Praise the Lord. And I'm not going to talk about fornication, blah, 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 blah. You know what the fear of God is that should be there if you are married fear of god should be at the center of marriage in a relationship fear of god should be at the center then he said once that is done we can proceed we can what proceed so look at the scripture again 21 Ephesians 5:21 submitting yourselves one to another i don't know who should submit first but he said yourselves yourselves means that two of you should both submit. Is that not what the Bible is saying? I just want us to come to this point of truth that submission is not the sole Duty of either party. It is the corporate duty of any party or couple that wants to work together. The man must submit, and the woman must submit. If you are a man and you don't think submission for a successful relationship, don't enter. You are a woman, you don't think submission for a successful relationship, don't enter. In fact, if you don't have a submission mentality, don't marry. Don't enter. Boy. Boy. The place is becoming hot. <laughs> I guess you won't. No relationship will work without submission. Men should submit. Women should submit. Your father told you, as a guy, that make sure that your wife is submissive. That's a bad advice. He should be telling you that make sure you are submissive to your wife. That's what your father should be telling you. And that is what I am telling you as your pastor here. That the Bible says that if you are a man, if you are not ready to submit to this woman, don't marry. In the world, such a man is told again. But in the Bible, it's a blessed man. Got it? If you are a man, <laughs> what makes you successful in a relationship is your submissiveness. You are a woman, what makes you successful in a relationship is your submissiveness. Boy. Is it even necessary for us to talk about wives and husbands? At this point, no. At this point, what is important is check your own level of submissiveness. If you don't have it, you don't deserve to be married. And if the person you are going to marry doesn't have it, he or she doesn't deserve to have you. If you have it and the person doesn't have it, They don't deserve to have you, and you don't need to go into them. But the first point of call for marriage is to look at yourself and ask yourself, am I a submissive man? Am I a submissive woman? Can I bend? Can I bow? Am I flexible? Or oh, I am Ionic, iconic. <laughs> Who am I? What am I? Am I a feminist? Am I a mischauvinist? Who am I? Are you here? Am I preaching? I want, because I want to finish the preaching. I'm not going into the details of the matter. Boy, that's why I told you. Put it in the dustbin. Because you are entering with the wrong filler. And as long as what is in your heart is wrong, you are going to struggle. Because if what is in your heart is wrong and someone is coming with what is right, you will always find what is right to be wrong. That is why the man feels like it is only in the place of the woman to submit. And for a girl who has been taught in the keeper's house, that girl knows that. (laughs) The man must also submit. What is the beauty of living with someone who doesn't submit? Are you a slave? No, but that's the relationship. Once there is no submitting yourselves one to another, it becomes a master and a slave relationship. It's like one is serving another's agenda. Is that also? But why would God create two of us in Christ and say that in Christ there's neither male nor female and tradition wants the woman to slave for the man if we are Paul says we are all born servant born servant born servant it is this mindset of the woman should submit to the woman is the reason why some people don't want women to preach because as if the man was saved in a special way by Christ with a special blood and a cross and a special resurrection so women cannot preach that's a bad doctrine very bad one is not the position of the new testament not at all and because Christ has called us both as heirs to the kingdom. There is neither male nor female in the sight of God. There is headship. I recognize that we'll talk about it as we have more years <laughs> in this month. In this month we have a lot of years <laughs> to go. <laughs> but please understand the fundamentals. If you lack this fundamental understanding, and you see, the wording of the scripture is important. It's not a one time payment of submission that, oh, by me to have submitted to you one time before. No. The word said, put it there. Submitting yourselves one to another. Submit. Can you put the scripture? Submitting yourselves. Submit is continuously submit. Praise the Lord. Continuously what? By the special grace of God. I'm not a special guy. I'm telling you. I'm a very regular guy. If you come here, you see that I'm a regular guy. I don't look at the anointing. In fact, I'm not marrying on the platform of the anointing. Because my wife is also anointed. Every one of you here is anointed. Praise the Lord. William here is married to a pastor. The wife is more anointed than he is. So, does that make any difference? No. So, because she's more anointed than the at least by position. he's the pastor and you are the member. Is that the reason why now, no. He is a slave, and she is a master. Please sit down. As for truth, eh? Truth. You see, in mathematics, eh? Every good answer has a reversible process. Like, they can say that, prove that 2 plus 3 is equal to 5. Eh? And then they will say that, prove that 5 plus 0 is equal to 2 plus 3. You can go this way and you can come this way. When you are saying the truth this way and it can't work this way, it's a problem. If it works for the left and it doesn't work for the right, there's a problem. That is why a false balance is an abomination. Bible says submitting one to another, keep it at that. I'm going into this thing. If I'm not ready to submit to this lady, let me not say I love her. If I'm not ready to submit to this man, let me not allow myself to marry this man because I'm going to cause problems. Please, are you here? Just check this thing. This is your measure. I can't submit to you. I won't roll with you. Simple. Simple. So, you see, the ugliness of the woman or the man alone submitting is when the man is unwell, for instance, it is expected that the woman will stop everything and run around for the man's health. True of us. How about when the woman is unwell? Who should run around? The lady's sister, the lady's mother. Oh, and that is love. Can this be love? So you can see how this thing can be ugly. And you will find out that there is mostly abandonment because of how we are being taught and neglect, especially when the burden is on the man to function. The man will put money down and put people around, but he will not be there. We learned last week, the first thing you offer in marriage is what? (laughs) When you go read the note. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Some of you, you are divorcing or you are going to divorce or you have divorced. This class gives you an opportunity to marry a human being. For you also to be a human being in marriage. I'm telling you because some of us have entered wrongly. And we are about to enter wrongly. For those who are, I don't know even if I'm, if I'm preaching. Chale chale, ai, 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 yempo, yempo, yempo. chale, chale, make you stop, make you stop. Make you finish. There are some women who cannot submit. They shouldn't marry. There are some men who can't submit. You shouldn't marry. If it is not in you, that's a measure that you are not a marriage material. Simple. My wife was detained at the hospital. And for many days... I rather put people in the house to take care of their children. And I was sleeping in the hospital with her. Asuma <laughs> <laughs> sumapa. Oh, and my, my wife can't send. wa bathroom, bra. away. Go and call the doctor here. Send here. Have you done this? Da 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 da. Yes, madam. Yes, sir. Yes, boss. La da, da. Regular things that as a pastor, I, mean, I have a lot of people around me who are um, running errands for me. He say, I, I want you to go get this for me. Ordinarily, when she was unwell, I would just call somebody, get this for me, but that time, now, me going, picking it with my hand, that is what brings the healing. Hey. <laughs> hey, go and bring down my chair. Boy. Today, I'll give some 10 minutes. We need to talk. I've finished the matter. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Bible say... Please, can you read this in other translations? Wow. A wife is not a wife until... She can do this. And until... A man can do this. It's not a husband. And further, NLT, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Out of reverence for who? Why are you doing it? Because you respect who? It's not because you respect your wife. It's because you respect Christ. Why is that so? Because this wife was given to you by Christ as his gift to you. If you respect him, you take care of this. If you respect Christ, you would do it, take care of it, take care of him as he wants you to take care of him. So he's saying that if you prostrate for Christ, don't find it difficult to prostrate for your wife or to prostrate for your what? Your husband. Whoa. 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 Like, what's the meaning of that? There is no man who submits to a godly woman and receives anything different from their own submission. Even God, when you submit to Him, He submits to you. He says, If you honor me, I will honor you. We have been trained to be afraid of what will make us succeed. That's why we don't operate well. You are afraid that when you submit to your wife, she will walk over you. (laughs) And some women are afraid that when they submit to their husbands, husbands will walk over them. Please, are you here? If you are coming into the relationship with a submission heart, a submissive heart, and that one is coming into the relationship with a submissive heart. What governs that space is a spirit of submission. It's a beautiful home. It's a home of humility. Please bring it here. And that humility will always bring blessing, more grace. You see that some homes are gracious. You desire it. But it's not a prayer point. It is so. Because there is submission. There is what? One to another. So you you don't want to submit. You want a gracious home. How does that happen? Charlie, the patient that doesn't want to take the medicine. He or she will suffer for the doctor to suffer too.
0: Me you have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keeper's house chapel international locate us at madina estate accra off the social welfare road between the golf station Enver and Wawan washing bay follow us on facebook at the keeper's house chapel international podcast and audio rima at reverend francis urban visit our website at www.keeper'shousechapel.org one word for further information call 0244-177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus' Birth and Ministries.